Hello and welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I'm your host, Uncle Steve, and joining me this week from Perth, Australia, on the line I have Kirsty Prince. Kirsty, how are you today? Hi, I'm really happy to be here. How are you? I am happy too because it's February and it's also Adrian Smith's birthday today, right? It is. Happy birthday, Adrian. Yeah, happy birthday. I hope you never listen to this podcast, but wow. do, happy birthday. I hope you come be on this podcast. How about that? Me that would and, be the I'll, best. I'll let you interview him, Kirsty. Would you do, would you do that? No. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> and next up, all the way uh, up north from me, about seven hours in Kansas City, I have Matthew. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm very well, Uncle Steve. How are you this evening? Yeah, I'm all right. Hello, Kirsty. How are we? Hello, we're good. That's good. I mean, look, if if I'm going to get all ramped up to give a big introduction and then get squat back like I did last week, I mean, what's the point? You know, I'll figure, hey. In the kingdom, baby! (laughs) I made a lot of effort to sound more animated than I did last week. Yeah, well, now it's my turn to be not so animated. (laughs) I just cracked up when I heard myself last week on the Tattooed yeah. Millionaire Falls to Picasso episode. How you doing, Kirsty? I'm good, thanks. Good! No, that's what you said last week. I'm good, thanks. I, I went, mm, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's the same reaction uh, that I get from Billy whenever I help Sarah and her on the Taylor Swift podcast. It's the reaction, you get, right? when, it's like, the reaction you get when you find a, one of the co-hosts is getting paid when one isn't. How you doing, Billy? She'll go, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Maybe you should just stop asking people how they are. I know, I know. Just say, I got Kirsty Prince. Hi. Hi. <laughs> there we go. Hi. Y'all need an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week, we're, we're going to finish out the month of Feb, Feb Bruceary, or as Kirsty likes to call it, Februcery. Februcery. Right? Is that how you say it? Februcery? No, I just, um, I found Februcery a bit easier. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) Although technically wrong. I'm not a smart man, so. Uh, But what we're going to do this week, we're going to uh, rank Bruce Dickinson's solo albums minus the solo album that will be out about... 72 hours from the release of this, I think. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, about 72 hours and five minutes, maybe. So at least in the United States, it'll be out sooner than that in Australia, right? Yes. And there's people in Russia that I know that have already heard the entire album I've heard. So. Oh, yeah. I've seen some reviews, um, but I haven't read them. Yeah, I haven't. Well, I've, I've, un- I've unfortunately seen a few things that just just short comments that that you know some people like it some people don't that's kind of the gist of what i've saw so it's it's just a matter of i've seen okay. some people say they love the new songs that they've heard the two new ones and i've heard some people go yeah i don't really like them at all so you got to listen with your own ears right that's right so that's what you can do i mean there's some people that like zulu lulu and then there's some people that hate zulu lulu so we'll see where yeah. it falls so, we're going to rank Bruce's albums from 
least favorite, or as I would like to call it, absolute shite to absolute best. <laughs> so, um, and we're also at the end of this going to do a quick second ranking as well. I'm not going to tell what it is yet, but it's you know going to be really cool. So, next up, we rank the albums. Ready? <laughs> Ready, Matt. Ready. Ready, Matt? No, no cheating. Go. <laughs> nah. So we're going to start off with number six. We'll work our way up to number one. And uh, how about, um, mm, I feel like this is one where I should be able to say, hey, Kirsty, go ahead and tell us everybody's least favorite Bruce album. But I know I can't say that because... <laughs> Because no, um, because common sense because, tells you that's not the because case. The, because the Zulu Lulu is on the episode with us. So, um, Kirsty, what did you choose as the least favorite, the, worst, the least whatever you want to sure. call it? What did you? Uh, want? It was difficult. It was difficult for me. Okay. Um, but it was it was. Uh... Mm. What I decided upon in the end was Tattoo Millionaire. And I know it's just a bit of fun. Like, it started out with him doing Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. And he got asked if he had anything else. And he wrote it really fast. And he got he told Yannick that it was going to be fun and relaxed and just to have fun. And it is fun, but it's probably not really what I want to hear from Bruce. And it came, like, straight after Seventh Son. And he was just really, really raspy, which I don't like as much. And... um but Yannick's really good on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like Son of a Gun, Born in 58. Um, title track's good. The first three songs are good. And the cover of All the Young Dudes. Gypsy Road's not bad, but it's pretty patchy. And, um, you know, it's just not one that I would want to listen to really that often. So, yep, Tattoo Millionaire. <clears throat> Horse shite guru. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so I did put a little bit of thought into this, all of about three and a half seconds, and I was like, balls to Picasso. It smells like bad cheese. Cheesy balls to Picasso. Uh, there's not really much to get excited about on this album for me. Um, there are a couple of tracks. Obviously, Tears of the Dragon was probably the head and shoulders above everything else on this. Uh, Change of Heart's not too bad, but other than that, there's just nothing here for me. I don't like the sound. I really, really had a problem with the drums on most of the tracks, particularly towards the start, uh, probably the first four or five tracks. And I don't know. I think that if we ever did an album battle between this and anything else, this would come in second. Don't care for this at all. In fact, I'd probably never listen to this again if I had it my way. Okay. For me, I would even say, wow. I think that Fear of the Dark is a better album than what I consider the biggest pile of horse shite that Bruce ever made, Tattooed Millionaire. Um, I said, even the best song on this album isn't that great. Like it's decent, but the more I've listened to it and the more I've really honed in on his really, really raspy vocals, yuck. 
effing yuck if I could say that on my podcast without getting in trouble. Um, the the more I hear this album, the worse it gets. Um, reminds me of a nuclear assault lyric that Matt would be familiar with from a song called Brainwashed, which I think Matt must be. And it says, playing you regurgitated pap, selling products that are mostly crap. <laughs> that line pops into my head when I think of Tattoo the Millionaire. Um, the raspy vocals, the mostly god-awful lyrics, it's mostly crap. Uh, Zulu Lulu and Lickin' the Gun are garbage. They're garbage can songs. It, this would be the soundtrack, from what I gather, from what Kirsty's told me, to Bruce's garbage book, Lord Iffy Boat Race. Oh, Cur yes. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for that uh, reassurance. <laughs> Kirsty, now what do you have at number five? I have Balls to Picasso. And, you know, I've, I've read that Bruce had, had two attempts to make a follow-up to his solo album. Mm -hmm. And he wrote one with the band Skin. And he ditched it because it was too close to Maiden. And that one oh. had Tears of the Dragon on it. And so I'm thinking how good that probably would have been. But he yeah. just wanted to be too different. And I don't think these these styles, they're, all the songs are a bit different. Like he's just trying to do something and it's not really him. But like Tears of the Dragon's obviously excellent. Um, and I do quite like Hell No. And I think Gods of War, Thousand Points of Light, hiding in, Laughing in Hiding Bush and Change of Heart aren't bad. And even the chorus of Sacred Cowboys is good and has a gallop, but it's got rapping in it. <laughs> so I just think it makes for a pretty strange album, really. Um, and as, yeah, when, whenever he does his rapping stuff or tries some things that are like really weird, I just don't like it. And some of the songs are just like fire that's just like nothing um whereas like at least i know why i don't like some of the songs because they've got rapping in them but i like more songs in this i think than i do on tattoo millionaire just about so i'm gonna put this one at number five probably because of tears of the dragon okay okay horse shite guru what do you have at number five Wait, 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 uh, so, real quick, real quick. Kirsty, before hmm. Matt speaks, how many more picks do you think we'll have that are perfect matches? Like you and me one and of you. Me and you, yeah. Because I don't, I can't even imagine what, oh. Matt, what Matt's going to say <laughs> moving forward here. I think, I think we might, I think we might match for all of them, me and you, maybe. Mm. If you don't like Bulls to Picasso that much. I don't know. I have a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I should have asked you this after I gave you my number five, because I'm going to go ahead and go next, Matthew, real quick, just so I can ease, sure. ease Kirsty's so mind a little bit. Me. No, no, no. I do have balls to Picasso at number five as well. Um, cool. I already knew this was a match. So I was thinking from four on up, but mm. I, I really like balls to Picasso. I think it's a really good album. I do think every other album is better. But, like, to me, the song Fire that I know both of you kind of despise, like, that's grown on me. Like, I, I used to hate that song, but it's grown on me. I kind of liking it now. Uh, I love Gods of War, Cyclops, Change of Heart, Sacred Cowboys, Tears of a Dragon. 
Um, for me, when I heard this album, Bruce came back. He came back really singing, showing what a powerhouse, what a badass he was. And, you know, and the music was all heavier, a lot heavier than what was mostly on Tattooed Millionaire. So that was, for me, like a huge step in the right direction for Bruce. So, Matt. Okay, now you've gotten that nonsense out of the way. Uh, for me, number five, I like this album, but I've got to put it where I think it belongs, and it is Tattoo Millionaire. Like Kirsty said, it was just a bit of fun. We'll go in the studio, knock it out in a couple of weeks, him and Yannick, and I don't know, I take it for what it is. It's just a, a bit of hard rock, solid rock, bit of fun. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the only problem I really have a track uh, a problem with the only track I have a problem with is licking the gun. The rest of the, the tracks, I can get into them all. Yes, I didn't like Zulu Lulu for a start when this first came out. I used to think it was garbage, but then I don't know. One day or slowly, I just came around. I was like, it's just fun. And once I started to think about it like that, I saw the whole album in a different light. One day, Matt went through the windshield of a car at a high speed. <laughs> he woke up, he thought, I'm just a Hell Zulu. on wheels! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I dived, dived, dived through the, through yeah. the windscreen. Me and all the young dudes, we all did that. No, it's, it's just a bit of fun. you got to lighten up. Um, but having said that, it's not, you know, it's not serious. And going forward, there's a whole lot more mature and... Um, heavier subject matter to come but number five is not a bad thing it's just an enjoyable album but i can't put it any higher than this all right now we've got that nonsense out of the way kirsty exactly what do you have at number four kirsty okay at number four i have skunk Quacks. and i like this album I think it, um, some people don't. It all comes down to the 90s sound. And you know that 90s music's probably my favourite music, so I'm into it. Yeah. Um, I think he just really wanted to fit in with the times of the mid-90s. He's used a producer from Seattle that's worked on Soundgarden and Nirvana, so mm -hmm. probably yeah. explains a lot as well. Um, I think this album's more consistent than the first two. Um, I enjoy listening to the band. I think he's got a good band there. Yeah. That he put together to um, to be his live band. And um, it maybe it doesn't suit Bruce, but he sings really well on these and the songs are good. Um, I really like Space Race, Back from the Edge. Reentry is absolutely brilliant. Inertia, Dream State. And we all love Strange Death in Paradise, I mm. know. Yes. But there's nothing on here that I actively dislike which is a massive step up from tats and balls. <laughs> Matthew? Tats and balls. Yes, to each their own. I happen to be a bit of a tats man, as it turns out. Shats, um, <laughs> Listen, you and your balls, uh, you can take your ball home and do what you want. All right, where are we at? Number four. Number four. So, my number yep. four. so these are all hard now. Yeah, it's, mm. I'm not going to say it's splitting hairs, but it's really just because something has to go somewhere. And this is not the first album I think of if I want to listen to Bruce, but it's Tyranny of Souls. Okay. And it does bode well with me. 
you know, I think highly on this album, but like I said, it's going to go somewhere. It's got some killer tracks on this. Uh, probably my favorite track on this is the title track itself, Tyranny of Souls. As far as anything weak on this, it's funny. Uh, Jesse had listed Believable in one of the tracks he would like to hear in a perfect uh, Bruce set list, but I find that to be the weakest track on the album. Uh, it's one of, one of your favorites is on here, Steve. Never yet the seas of the sun. Beautiful little track that one. You like that one? Most, I think most of these are all pretty class A tracks, but it's not what I think of straight away. If I want to listen to this, it's usually because I want to hear Tyranny of Souls itself, uh, and perhaps Soul Intruders. But I'm mm. gonna have to put it. It's a very mature sounding album, and I did listen to it a lot when it came out. But yeah, I'm gonna put it at number four. Kirsty, did you gasp when he said Tyranny of Souls? Um, I was surprised, but not that surprised. Okay. They're all close. They're all close now. I mean, there's only six. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's it's easy to surprise people with some kinds of picks sometimes. So. My number four. Okay. Chemical Wedding. <laughs> Number four. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's more surprising. Yes. <laughs> that's why I thought if you gasped, I thought she's really going to gasp. <laughs> I, I listened to all of these albums twice. Well, obviously there was one I wasn't going to listen to again. I didn't need to. But when I listened through to everything and I kind of, you know, just listening through it all and seeing how I felt about everything and Matt made a good point, which is that you have to put every one of these albums somewhere. Cause honestly, for for me personally, I'm the only one that can say this. From five all the way up, I like every single one of these albums. I think there's almost no bad tracks on any of them. They're all really well. There's all they're really good. So I like all of them. So it was, it was weird when I started making my list, and I thought, "Whoa, am I gonna put Chemical Wedding at number four? Like, I thought, that just doesn't seem right, because I guess, you know, you come along and you start listening to podcasts, and you, obviously, we all, you know, go through our Talking Maiden, and you hear Talking Maiden, and how much they talk about it, and I listen to it more, and I'm like, oh, man, this is such a great, great album, and then I thought, going through this, I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't think I like this as much, so, I, I love it, but I don't like it as much as some of these other ones, but to me, the highs on this album are probably some of the absolute highest highs Bruce has ever had, you know, even considering Iron Maiden songs, it's a, it's got some fantastic stuff, you know, King and Crimson, Tower, Book of Thel, Trumpets of Jericho. It's just, it's really a strong album. One thing that I really don't like about this album though, is all like the fact that it's a concept album and all the goofy storytelling that's kind of going on and the, the pebble and the sandal and all that stupid crap. I'm just like, it takes me out of the album because I'm listening to it, and there's a big, long narrative at the end, or even a short narrative, and I'm just going like, mm-hmm. okay, come on. I, I don't want to hear this. Just just get to the next song. Um, It's not like, say, uh, something you mentioned, uh, Matt, before, uh, Operation Mindcrime, where there's actually dialogue going on. It's just one yeah. random voice that's just kind of telling the little pieces of the, sorry, dumb story. Um, that's my only complaint about it though uh so yeah the the whole goofy talking stuff 
yeah, it's just not for me. I, I don't I don't need it, don't want it. Uh, it takes me out of the vibe of the album that I'm having. And outside of that, though, like song-wise, it's a fantastic album. So, yeah, that's my number four. So how about uh, number three, Kirsty? I've got Tyranny of Souls at number three. Okay. Um, like the most recent one. Um, I suppose it's interesting that um, David Marino plays drums and Mysteria plays keyboards. Cause, so it's not the same lineup as Tribe of Gypsies. Mm. But it's they are both on the new album. Okay. So it's good to know that people that he's worked with before, I think. And um, this is a really, really strong album. And we did an album battle back in the day, this versus Chemical Wedding. And I remember every time I talked about a song from this album, just about, I'd say it's got a really heavy riff and really catchy mm-hmm. choruses, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's, can't say better than that. Yeah. Bruce's performance on this album is incredible. And he really gets to soar on most of the songs because he's got all these anthemic choruses. I think Abduction's my favourite from this album because it's so fast and heavy. And then you got like things like Kill Devil Hill and Devil on a Hog. They've got really fun choruses. And then you've got that nice change of pace. Navigate the Seas of the Sun. Mm-hmm. I think it's really beautiful and emotional, personally. Yeah. Um, I could probably list all the songs because I really, really enjoy this album. And it doesn't have a bad track on it, but something's got to be number three. Sure. So, sure. so having said that, do you like Believable? I just find that a really yeah. odd track. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. So, uh, Matt, what do you have at number three? I'm, I've got a friend who's got that as her um, Twitter handle. She oh, likes really? It so much. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Matt. All right. Number three. Okay. So, uh, this was an album that I liked quite a bit. I used to listen to it a lot when it came out. Uh, for me, number three is going to be Accident of Birth. And I liked that Bruce had moved in a heavier direction. Uh, so he'd come out of his skunk works phase into this. And I think this had a lot of great tracks in it. Uh, probably my favorites on this, uh, Dark Side of Aquarius. But there's some other little gems on this. Oh, probably the other favorite of mine is Omega. But The Magician, that's good solid rocker. Welcome to the Pit was one track I didn't care for initially. Uh, but it grew on me over time. I don't think there's a bad track other than the Hawk Lord thing that I just don't get and don't like. Taking the Queen. Like but it was one just, of the best songs on the album. Apparently, that's what everybody else says, and yeah. I, just don't, I just don't see it. Uh, but other than that, no, it's great. And one of the nicest songs that he does, Ark of Space, yeah. uh, at, at the end of this, that's just a beautiful, beautiful track. But this was just a really, really strong metal album. I remember when it came out, I enjoyed it a lot. It's just it was really just that one track that I didn't like. And I couldn't get past the Hawk Lord and the Beast coming into your room. And I know that his Lordship Andrew. He gave me a bit of a hard time when I mentioned this before. It was a very famous old English story or fairy tale, but take that aside. And you got some really good stuff there from Adrian scattered throughout this as well you know starting with freak it's, it's just a solid album i couldn't really um i couldn't put it higher but i think number three is high enough for me on this one Kirsty wasn't adrian wasn't a part of that band he got called in to just record some solos at the time right isn't that how it started 
Well, yeah, that's how it started. But you know, he ended up writing two songs. So yeah, yeah, I... and staying in the band, and touring with them. So yeah, mm-hmm. oh, beat beat whatever he had going. He on. was obviously <laughs> a lot more into that than he was into uh, being in Psycho Motel. Yeah, that's understandable for some people. Um, my number three is Kirsty. Mm-hmm. Also, tyranny of souls. So, it's a match for us. Sure. So now we're, we're 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 three out of four so far. We've got three matches. Yeah, I don't have any matches yeah. with Matt yet. No, neither do I. And as the and as it's going, it's well, I don't know. There's still hope. There's still hope. Um, but I I like this album. It's like super heavy, Bruce. It's the heaviest he you know some of the heaviest stuff he ever was on and um. You know, you got abduction and soul intruders and kill devil hill, devil on a hog, tyranny of souls, and uh, I gotta say this because you know, believable. Whenever I read Jesse's list, and I thought, why would he put that on that list? And when I was listening to that album this week, and I was like, I forgot all about. It. I was like, holy crap, this song is a, this is so good. It's mm. so heavy. There's this one little part where the music's playing, and it's like the music kind of goes like. And it kind of does like an off time type of thing. It's got a weird sound to it or whatever. It's really cool. I was like, it sounds badass. I was like, this is awesome. So it's, uh, it's different to everything else that's on there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty. I, fine. I, I like. True. Yeah, I like it a lot more than I thought I did. So, um, but yeah, there's a line. The one complaint that I would say is uh, there's a line on this album. Where uh, Bruce is sing, he sings uh, "Who Sits on My Throne" and he ends the song uh, "Soul Intruders" with it, and he holds this really long note. And when he holds that really long note, you know, there's times like on "Balls to Picasso" where he's you know doing these big long notes, and like there seems to be something like in his voice really holding him and making him sound awesome. I I thought when I heard this, I just thought this just sounds. It reminds me of like one of those lifeless Paul Diano notes at the end of Drifter where he just keeps going oh, 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 and just on and on for no real reason and it doesn't have any meaning. And I thought that's kind of what that note reminded me of when he sang it on there. But uh, outside of that, um, I think it's a super solid album. So Look uh, how we're just doing a thing about Bruce Dickinson and you just managed to find a way to like diss Paul Diano. No, I'm comparing it to something. I'm, I'm saying that that note that Bruce yeah, does. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I mean, I'm, I'm using an Iron Maiden reference. I mean, not trying to, to, um, I'm not trying to bash on, you know, hell on wheels here. I'm just trying to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, let's let's roll into number two. Uh... <laughs> oh, I see. I see what you did. <laughs> That reminds me of crispy bacon. <laughs> mm. Well <knows>. done. <laughs> so, um, uh, number two, uh, Kirsty, what do you have at number two? Oh, I, I gave myself, I made myself gasp when I realized what was at number two. Uh-oh. Uh, it's the chemical wedding, mm. uh, which, you know, many would say that's his best album. And I like that. It's, all based on the work of William Blake. Um, obviously, you're going to get some quality lyrics this time, but mm. aside from that, the music's absolutely incredible. And Adrian Smith's the secret ingredient that Tyranny of Souls doesn't have, so that's going to be why I'm going to put it above there. 
I mean, like King and Crimson, I think is Bruce's best opening track, and that's got an awesome solo from Adrian. And the title track's incredible. The Tower is what got me into solo Bruce. Basically, all the songs are great. There isn't a weak song, in my opinion. Even the bonus tracks are good. Uh, I really like the reprise of Chemical Wedding at the end of The Alchemist. Um, It comes full circle. Um, So I feel like this is cohesive. It's like an album that should be listened to in full. It's not just like a collection of songs. I think it's... um, like absolute perfection. Uh, for the last few years, I would have said it was my favourite. So I'm pretty surprised that I've got it at number two. Wow. Wow. What about Matthew? Uh, my number two, I'm just going to come out and say straight off that it's Skunk Works. And I really, really enjoy the sound of this album. And I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, this sounds very, very different. Like I was, I found it refreshing after hearing what Balls was, uh, but the first track, Space Race, I was like, oh, this is just. I remember the day I bought it, I had CD player in the car, and I remember pulling out of the car park in the city, listening to this, just thinking how mainstream that this track was. But I was like, this is catchy. Yeah. And I played that track, I don't know, over and over before I got into the second track. Just really enjoyed it, but. This has got some oh, awesome tracks on this. Strange Death in Paradise has got to be one of the best out of all of Bruce's catalogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my other favourites off this, though, is Meltdown. I, I just think he does such a good job on this. Mm-hmm. And it is very different sounding, but I never ever thought about, oh, this is Bruce's alternative phase or anything like that. I just took it for what it was. And in a bit of the same way that I just find uh, Tattered Millionaire a bit of fun, I find this in the same sort of vein. It, just, it sounds different. I know a lot of people don't get into the sound of this, but to me, it, it all just gels. And there's some really good stuff in this. And I think, yeah, Bruce, this is him. He's just got some great lines and some great vocal lines and melodies in this. And it would... I thought, I wonder if this is my favourite album, and I kind of go back and forth. If I want to listen to Bruce, it's usually this, or it'll be the next one that I'll mention. But I think this is a very, very underrated album by most people. Okay. Number two for me. Matthew, I also have Skunk Works. At oh, I didn't, didn't see that. Yeah. I had a feeling whenever I looked at that, I thought, ah, I don't think he's going to put Skunk Works at one. But, yeah. So I was I was really surprised because in my mind, my list would have had Skunk Works probably down at about number four. Like I would have thought, you know, Tyranny of Souls is better, Chemical Wedding's better. You know, they're just, they're just better. You know, and, and that's kind of what everyone else thinks, at least. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just thought, yeah, that's probably. But I remember listening to it a couple weeks ago when I was, you know, when it was like I was all when I was all, you know, amped up for February, like I was like listening to Skunk Works and I was just like, you know, Space Race comes on and Back from the Edge comes on and Inertia comes on. And you're like, and I was going, man, I'm just loving this. And then the next songs come on Faith or whatever and just keeps going. And I'm just like, golly, everything was like just hitting me so good. I was like, I'm loving like everything that was just like Kirstie said, there was nothing. There wasn't a bad track. It was just everything was really, really solid. And, and it thought, flows really well too. From yeah. Track to track. 
Yeah, and it, it doesn't, um, you know, for for all the 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 shiting I do on Tattooed Millionaire, and for how much I do like Balls to Picasso, you know, those albums are neither one of them is just is like this. Neither one of them is just steady all the way through, and you know, this is and like I said, I heard it back then. I didn't think. Oh wow, this sounds like grunge Bruce or something. to me. I think Boston Picasso has more of a grungy sound than than Skunkworks does in ways. But you know, Bruce calls it his grunge album, so that's what people say. But I just think it's like it's it's good music, and with it's like it's it's a darker sound. If it is grunge, it's the best damn grunge singer that ever existed. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe Lane Staley's up in that in that conversation too, but um. Like to me, you got back from the edge. You got meltdown, strange death in paradise, space race, inertia, faith. There's so many good songs here, and um, it's just a damn good album. And uh, I, if this is a grunge album, again, uh, I would say I'll say it this way: they have a much better singer on this grunge album than just about every other grunge album that ever existed. <laughs> so, wow, just about I said, yeah. I love <laughs> that. Would Lane. mean I like. Grunge album, if that's the case. Yeah, I love Lane Staley too. He's he's a, uh, but I don't but I don't consider Skunk Works grunge. I'm saying for anyone that does consider, no, I don't really. You know, but I do think it's got like the '90s vibe. It's got yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's and that's why he had um, what was his guitar player's name? He just slipped my mind all of a sudden. Alex Dixon. Alex Dixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the drum drummer was Alex too. So. Um, and of course, Chris Dale, and then whatever that had that whatever that singer guy they had singing for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I really really like this album. It's always I liked it when it first came out, and I've I've always liked it. So I'm happy that Bruce put it out, and even though it didn't do anything for him, so so uh, that brings us all the way up to our number one. So, uh, Kirsty, I'm just gonna let you do the honors. Why don't you tell everybody what our, me and you, the people mm -hmm. on this show with obviously the most common sense, why don't you tell everybody what our favorite Bruce Dickinson album of all time is? Well, I tell you what, there's no wrong answers, I think, but um, I listened to all the albums this week, which was a very enjoyable task once I got to my top two, and... I went with Accident of Birth, and it's just such it's a really good band. I was really glad they got Adrian Smith in. He's written two songs that I really like. I've done some absolutely outstanding solos on Taking a Queen, Man of Sorrows, and Omega. Um, yeah, I just always thought The Chemical Wedding was a bit better, as I thought there were some weak spots here. And I think I was thinking of The Magician. If you listen to that on its own, it's still a really great song. It's just like when it just comes straight after the title track, it maybe seems a little bit weak compared with that. Um, I like the energy of this and the variety. Um, there's more probably variety, I think, than on Chemical Wedding. Mm -hmm. It's got fun songs like Adrian's songs, Welcome to the Pit and Road to Hell. It's got some ballads, Man of Sorrows and the amazing Arc of Space. Um, plus, Omega is one of my favorite songs of all time. I know I'm pronouncing it differently. It's because I'm from England. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Omeza. Um, yeah, so that's my number one. Yeah, same here. Um, 
I, I liked Skunk Works a lot when it came out, but I remember hearing this as the next album and being just like, holy crap. I like, you know, it was just so like, it was like Bruce back to like, I guess heavy metal or metal for a better sense, you know? And it's, oh man, I just couldn't believe it. Like you couldn't believe, you know, you know, when he first kicks in with that, he rides the wave, a title, uh, uh, oh, shoot. He rides the wave, a, what the hell did you say? A title slave? I can't think of the words. So. Uh, I'm afraid I not, don't know the words. But, you know, a, vi- a, vi- a viral slave? God dang, I can't think of the words. But, man, when he starts singing that and he's just belting it out, you know, guy, he sounded amazing. Plus, mm. you know, then you're like, wow, Adrian Smith's on the album, too. How cool is that? You know, back then, it, I had no idea where Adrian was. But that song, Freak, is such a cool song. It's such a great opener. Um you know, Star Children, Taking the Queen, Dark Side <clears throat> of Aquarius, Accident of Birth, Omega, Arc of Space. Just, it's such a great album. And I will say, though, that when I listened to the song Welcome to the Pit, I didn't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> I just couldn't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> Once you, you knew uh... what it was about. Yes, you you both ruined it for me. Like, the <laughs> lyrics, I, like, I was, because I was kind of singing along and, you know, and then, you know, like the part where you he didn't sings. know you didn't know. It seems pretty obvious, but <laughs> yeah. But when he start when he just starts singing the name, the the, the line, you yeah. know, you know, I don't even know your name, and I thought, God, I used to think that was so amazing. I remember I was trying to be into it and sing along, and I got to a point where I just remember I was just sitting there, just kind of going like, Okay, can this one just get over with so I can? Ah, just... uh, the more I listen to it, the more I love it. It's a great track. Yeah, you you both ruined it for me, so. <laughs> I just want to leave that out there. So, Matt. Did I just say that whoever wrote the lyrics ruined it for you? Who wrote, who wrote those lyrics? Uh, I, oh, I think those. Oh, I think I found out. Th- those lyrics were written by Lord Iffy Boat Race, is who wrote those lyrics. So, Matt. I believe that I'm going to have the choice or the popular opinion in uh, the case of most people when it comes this must to. Must be new for you. Yeah, right. Yes, having I'm probably going with uh, the general majority, I would imagine. You are. Uh, in, in Chemical Wedding. And I remember when this album came out, you know, it's basically Chemical Wedding versus Virtual Eleven, and I couldn't help but compare them. And I was like, this is more of the sound that I wanted to hear that I wasn't getting from Maiden. Uh, this is another album. I think it flows as well as what... Um, I was saying before with uh, Skunk Works, it just all flows together. It's all very cohesive. And there's really not a bad track on this one either. Uh, this time, like Kirsty mentioned, the reprise with Chemical Wedding. I really like the way they did that in The Alchemist. Uh, Machine Men, that was another track that was probably considered a deep cut. And I really liked the lyrical content of that. I was like, okay, Bruce is not a happy man about his former band. And that was coming out there. But tracks like Trumpets of Jericho, Jerusalem, Gates of... Every track is almost a masterpiece. And I don't go around throwing that all the time. But I, I believe that most people, as soon as you ask them, what is their favorite Bruce album, it's going to be this. Because I think this is one of the best albums of the 90s. Yeah, that's a really, yeah. I'm going to agree with that. And yet, I think that it's still underrated. I don't think it gets enough attention. Um, I would put this up against almost anything. There's nothing weak within this. But, yep, it's number one for me. Oh, and for 
Dino. Dino thought I was pulling tracks out of the air. Uh, this is where Return of the King came from. One of the B-sides. You should go and check this out. It's a, it's a yeah, killer it's track. Yeah, it's amazing song. It is. Interesting. Yep. Chemical Wedding. Can't, it can't really, like like I think Kirsty just said, it, you can't really choose a... <clears throat> there's a couple of bad, a couple of albums here that I think would not be the greatest of choices for number one. But, uh, so yeah, so that's... And then, of course, I, I, I wanted to do seven because I've already got the new album slated in at number uh, six over Tattooed Millionaire, even though I haven't heard anything off of it. So, I mean, if it's worse than Tattooed Millionaire, then, then I'm going to take it to... A, I'm going to go international to a Bruce show, throw a beer on him and I'm going to break his CD right in front of his face and rip it up. And then when I get out of jail, I, I, I think you're safe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so real quickly, uh, I, I promised the, the, the greatest ending here and this will be like the, uh, ep, the, the greatest ending that, that your dad heard when I said that I had a very sad event happen and it was just that I didn't get to eat pancakes one morning when I thought I was going to. So, so we're going to rank Bruce's album covers, not the albums themselves, obviously, because we just did that, but the album covers. So let's just go really quickly through, and we can do all seven because oh yeah, because you know we know what the, we know what the new one looks like, and I, I, I did slide the new one in there. Uh, oh as well well so. thanks for letting us know oh i just i, I assumed that an album cover you, yeah all you're just looking at it is you don't have to hear it so yeah i just thought we've just ranked six we're gonna do six covers but that's not a problem okay i do know what it looks like okay and uh matt do you know where you would put it uh no not really do you know what it looks like i do know what it looks like um it reminds me of another one, and I'm just trying to decide which one I would like most. Okay, well, so it wouldn't be at the very bottom of your list, either one of you? No, certainly not, no. Okay, okay, well then let's go in order. I'll go first, since uh, I do have it already in there, and it's just quick, it's just whatever. So, Okay, and I, I assume I'll shock somebody with these, even though they're not, not shocking at all. My number seven, the, the one I like the least is... Tyranny of Souls. Okay, you're going to tell us why, or just going to leave it at that? Um, let me pull it in front of my face again, so I'm seeing it again. Please, please don't do that. Let's see here. We got Tyranny of Souls, and I just don't really <clears throat> like the face of the guy on the cover like it's it's kind of interesting looking it's not terrible but i just uh i don't really i just don't like it yeah you know what i'm, I'm actually gonna i'm, I'm gonna let me, let me change my comment i don't like the way that i don't like the face in the like the stomach thing you know and i don't like the guy that's uh on the cover i, I just I okay I don't like it. It's just, it's never one that I've looked at and thought, oh, this is really cool. So, Kirsty, what do you have at number seven? Um, well, this might be a bit surprising um, because it fits the album so well. I've got The Chemical Wedding okay. and the cover art is from William Blake's painting, The Ghost of a Flea. But I, I don't know. I, I like it when I see it as a painting, but as an album cover, 
I think it doesn't really pop. It's just a bit dark, probably. So, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Matthew? My number seven. Uh, so I've got a question because I'm trying to think. I know what I had. Uh, it's going to be accident of birth. And the little Punch and Judy character, Edison, or Eddie's son, yeah. did nothing for me. But Kirsty, have you told me before that your cover is where he's bursting out of the chest? Yes. Okay, that's not what I had. It. I just had. No, because did you get it in America? No, yeah. I got it when it first came out, though. Oh, okay. In Australia. What What have you got? Have you got the the puppet on a crucifix? It's. it's yeah, it's just him. I don't even remember if he was on the crucifix now. It was just him, and I just oh, didn't care. Just, just a close-up on the puppet. So you yes. And having his, yeah. Yeah, and I just didn't okay. care for it. I was like, yeah, I know that Derek Riggs did it. Um, but mind you, none of the Bruce Dickinson album covers were soaring to great heights, but this one just did nothing for me mm. out of this. This is the it's just the worst out of a bad bunch, I thought. I just sent a picture, Matthew. Is that your album cover? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I have also. Okay, yep. and, and it's just for anyone listening. It's just the clown holding the bat with the nails in it, and it's kind of a close-up of him where you don't see him coming out of the guy's stomach or whatever. So, uh, number six for me. Uh, pretty close there with with uh, with Kirsty. Uh, I have the Chemical Wedding at number six. And this is a more interesting cover than Tyranny of Souls for me, obviously. And it's interesting, the colors and the way it's kind of in the surrounding scape of the, if, 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 I don't know, I don't know how to describe art work, uh, but kind of the surrounding of the, of the, looks pretty cool. But again, I don't like the face on the dude in the picture. I think it's just, I just don't like it, so. I, I wish I could say more, but I'm not a I'm not an art critic. So. Uh, sure. Uh, so, Kirsty, what do you have at six? Um, I'm gonna go with Balls to Picasso, but I do actually quite like it. I think it's really effective. Okay. Um, you know, just like Picasso doing the cubes instead of the circles and that sort of thing, but. Um, and I like the story behind it. That it could yeah. have been the cover of Stomp 442, but they couldn't afford it, so they just wrote on a wall. That's bizarre so, yeah, that Bruce Dickinson so, couldn't afford it and Anthrax could. That's couldn't weird. afford it, didn't want to afford didn't want to pay for it, sure. whichever. He had more sense. Yeah. So what about you, Matt? I too went with Balls to Picasso, and I remember reading that it was going to cost like thirty thousand dollars to do this um, album cover. Oh wow! And that the record, yeah, the record company supposedly was going to go and you know recreate this bathroom, etc., etc. And Bruce is like, why couldn't they just go in there and you know write on the mirror or something to that effect, which seems so simple and too simple but this is just it's a very 90s looking cover he's got his his hair he's alternative looking all uh i guess it could be interesting but again none of the bruce covers really do much for me and this is just a little bit above the last one okay so for me at number five i like it better than the chemical wedding and tyranny of souls it's kind of 
an interesting looking cover is the uh, cover for the new album uh, with the, um, I guess it's, I don't know, like a medallion or whatever and the seal and everything in there. I think it's really, I think it's a pretty cool looking cover. It's, it's simple in a way, but it's, uh, there's a lot of detail into the, uh, like the little coin or medallion or whatever it is. So I think that's pretty cool. So that's my number uh, five. Kersey, what do you have at five? Yeah, I'm slotting the Mandrake project in there as well. I think, yeah, it's pretty effective, simple. Kind of reminds me of Book of Souls, you know, in the black background. No, but I yeah, I guess we'll we'll learn more about what what the uh, Latin words and the numbers on the yeah. coin or whatever are as time goes on, yeah. and then I might put it up a little bit when we know more about it. Let Let me ask real quick: Have either of you ordered? Any kind of a copy of the the of like a physical copy of the new album by Bruce. Yeah, I voted a CD. Okay, Matt. No, I'd rather walk into a store and buy one than buy it online. I don't want to go to Amazon and okay. and buy it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna end up having to order it off of Amazon because I'm not gonna have time to get into a store on Friday. Oh, I'll- and I'll, I know that I'll probably be lucky to find a physical copy anywhere that I'll have to resort to getting online. I just, I don't right. want to do it that way. Right, right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. So, uh, what do you have at number five, Matt? Uh, my number five, I had tyranny of souls. Yeah. Like you say, I don't care for the face within the body and all that sort of thing. I don't know what's going on within <laughs> this. Um, it's, it's not like I studied the album cover. It was like, oh, okay, there's some orange, there's some yellow, there's a bit of green, some stuff going on. Is that it? And then maybe looked inside and listened to the tracks. I don't think I paid any attention to any of these album covers, though, the way you would have made in one. And that's unfair to compare, but uh, it just didn't do anything for me. This is all music. Music is what it was all about, not the artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one thing I will say, too, is he's never, in my opinion, he's never had a good logo on any of his album covers, on any of them. They're just always like the one on accident of birth is similar to the one on tyranny of souls. And I don't really like that. And it's just, <laughs> he's just never like you're coming from a band like iron maiden and they've got a, a really cool logo. You think you could come up with something, but I guess maybe his name's just too long. So I don't know the, the, the lettering on the very first album is kind of similar, yeah. kind of similar. Uh, Kirsty might know to recognize this. It's kind of similar to some of the uh, Taylor Swift um, eras, eras, lettering that's out there you know okay yeah i never thought i never noticed that till right now uh okay me at number four i do have tattooed millionaire at number four never in any other kind of uh list uh, of of quality would tattooed millionaire make it this high for me but um I, i like the album cover i mean you know it's it's for for as non serious as an album as this was though his look that doesn't really fit you know, it's he's got this serious look, like this mean look on his face, like, like you're gonna get a, you know, a good rock album, you know, and I don't, and and I don't, and I'm not, and actually for the for once, I'm not trying to insult the album, but you're not getting a good like just a hard rock album. You're getting, you know, an album full of, you know, with some goofy songs and some Lord Iffy boat race lyrics and things like that. You're not getting just the mean look that he has on the cover, so. And, you know, it's an interesting enough cover with all the little tattoos behind them in the background, too. So, But, yeah, I like that. It's fair enough. Uh, number four. So, Kirsty, how about you? 
Yeah, I've got Tattooed Millionaire too. It's nice, like a little cool collage. <laughs> um, I don't know why you're applauding that. That's two in a row. That's two well, in a row for us. Probably. Yeah. Aren't we supposed to celebrate <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> well, I went after you, so I could just be copying you. I like Bruce's faces in Shadow. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. Matthew. Uh, my number four, I had Chemical Wedding. Uh, it's getting closer. It's probably the best thing I've seen so far as far as an album cover goes. Uh, but, yeah, like Kirsty says, I think it works better as a painting than an album cover. But having said that, it's still the best of what I've seen so far. Okay, okay. Uh, number... And I did, I did think it was unusual that he would use a painting, like someone else's painting, just as the album cover. I, just, I thought that was a little... I don't know. Uh, not an easy way out, but maybe could have been a little more creative. But then I guess you know, with the subject matter and all, well, maybe it's not that much of a stretch to to use it. I don't know. It's probably a tie-in that he likes yeah. or something. So, uh, number three for me, I have uh, balls to Picasso, and it's it's you know, there's that story because I, I think that Matt was alluding to where he, they wanted to, you know, build this wall and do all that. And I'm pretty sure they still, they didn't let him just go right on a bathroom. They still built him the $30,000 wall or whatever it was and just wrote on it. And he was like, I could have just went into a bathroom stall and done that. Mm -hmm. Like it was just such a, such a absolute waste. You know, a guy that, you know, that sings in, in tears of a dragon about, you know, the, the, you know, just the fear and the apprehension and just everything that went into leaving maiden and, going out on his own and then he's thinking and here I am throwing $30,000 at, at this you know that's probably money I could use well somewhere else on so, an album that's not mm. going to make $30,000 exactly yeah so I'm glad you agreed with me well I mean Bruce Dickinson music was in a totally weird place back then you know it was out, yeah. you can tell that from the album cover yeah, but I mean, I, I like the way Bruce looks on the cover. He's like, I like, I think his hair looked cool back then with the long, all one length hair. I thought that was a cool look, and uh, you know, and he's just kind of, he he doesn't look smug. He doesn't look like he has an attitude, you know, like he doesn't like the way he looks on Tattooed Millionaire is that kind of that, just, I don't know something that, but on there he just kind of looks like almost like he's like, how are you gonna like me now, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. IBF. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't go. I don't think so. I I learned that word today, actually. I was at the table. And, oh, did you? Yeah, did you? Uh, well yeah. Done. I think I'd heard it before, but like, because they were talking about, and, and someone, I think my daughter asked, she, she asked my wife, she goes, do you think I have RBF? And I'm going, whoa, what the hell are y'all talking about? What? Huh. It, it just came out of the blue. And I wouldn't, ex like, if, if, you know, if they were talking about, and I knew the context was going to be in that direction, maybe I would have thought it. But so, yeah. Balls to you're Picasso. You were more concerned it was contagious. Yeah, I was like, well, do I need to be put, do I need to mask or what? <laughs> okay, so uh, what do you have at number three, Kirsty? Nice. I got skunk works. I think it's pretty cool that they they hired a tree with foliage shaped like a brain and had it trucked to a lake in Scotland. <laughs> um, and they've got, and it's just Bruce standing under the tree. But I think it's pretty cool. Is that Bruce under the tree? Apparently so. I didn't know that. You can't even tell. It's off, it's off in the distance, so it could have been mm -hmm. anyone, couldn't it? I but no I, I like the I like the story behind it. But I think you know it's simple. It's not annoying. It's just 
nice. I've never heard that story. Interesting. What do you have at number three, Matthew? Uh, number three, I had Tattooed Millionaire. Uh, it's hardly groundbreaking at all. But out of what we had so far, uh, this was it. It was Glad interesting. You with me on that. Yeah, as far as the album covers go. Well, you said hardly groundbreaking. I thought we were talking about the music for a second. No, no, just about the album covers. (laughs) Got to listen. Use your ears. Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a little bit interesting. Yeah, he's got all these tattoos in the background, and Bruce is kind of just hit. He could almost be hidden in the corner in the dark. Mm -hmm. If he's not afraid of the dark or have a fear of the dark, but his face is just pointing through. And his eyes remind me of, um, is it Creatures of the Night from Kiss? Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah. Again, nothing out the ordinary here. But number three, yeah, number three. All right, number two. uh, Just for sentimental reasons, I went with accident of birth at number two. Uh, You know, Derek Riggs is back in the fray, and you got Adrian Smith back. And, uh, you know, having, you know, a pretty important piece of, I mean, how important is Derek Riggs to Iron Maiden in the in the grand scheme of things? I say, I think we've discussed it before, but he was vitally important <laughs> at that time. Mm-hmm. You know that image, the, the 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 image of Eddie did so much for them, still does a lot for them. So ha- I think it was just a really cool touch for Bruce to get Derek Riggs to draw the album cover for this album that was. Probably like Rob Halford's uh, Resurrection album. Probably Bruce saying, look, guys, I got Adrian here and look what we can do. I got Derek Riggs here with me. This is practically, this is more This is more like Iron Maiden than what y'all are doing now. You know, I don't know if that's what he thought, but, you know, you knew, you feel like he might have been saying, I- I'm ready to rock again. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to really get back to what I do best. And, um, but the album cover is cool, you know, with the little clown dude and, it's a little creepy. He's not as, you know, he's obviously no Eddie, but it's a well-done drawing, and uh, uh, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. And the fact that it was done by Derek Riggs gives it a little bit of a bump, too. So so what do you have at number two, Kirsty? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, too. I also put Accident of Birth. Um, you know, it's just, it's really, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just really striking. If you've got the one with the, um, the um, jester or whatever I can't remember the, the name of it puppet coming out um, there's Eddie. a Grim Reaper Edison. in the back Edison. yeah thank you Grim Reaper in the background as well which is like what Derek Riggs used on Live After Death and Somewhere in Time mm-hmm. um, but yeah it just it's just one you like it just stands out more than all the other ones and it's it's kind of scary yeah um and that's why I went for it. It's quite <laughs> colourful. <laughs> but yeah, I like the story behind it. Yeah. Kirsty always knows all the stories, Matt. It's like I'm glad she does. It's like one of us. Yeah. It's like she's the expert, parents, and we're the fans. Some, some of us buy the books. Some of us read the books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of us has the books that that's about to talk, Matt. Well, for me, my number two now, uh, Skunkworks. And I don't know. It's, what's interesting about this? Not much. Just that really, it's just a mirror image. I didn't understand what the meaning behind this was supposed to be, yeah. but I never thought about it either. It was just about the music. I was like, oh, okay, what's this cover? It's just someone looking at someone else. Yeah. 
yeah. on the other side of the, the water, but it meant nothing to me. Sure. Then means nothing, nothing to me now, other than the fact that I like this album. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that Kirsty had the story for this because one, I didn't know that it was Bruce standing under the tree. Two, I didn't know that they dragged the the tree to Scotland. And three, I didn't know that anyone would know the meaning of this album. So well done. <laughs> all right. Cheers. So that brings us all the way to our number one and. Uh, following Matt with Skunkworks, uh, that was what I put at number one. Cause I just thought it was a, uh, regardless of what the story was, I just thought the fact that it's just a pretty, it's just a nice view, you know, the water mm-hmm. with the tree and the, and the sky in the background and the water, uh, the, the, the reflection of the tree in the water and even in the mirror image and everything. I just always thought it was, it's just a pleasant cover to look at. It's pretty cool. It's different again. Like, like Matt said, why? <laughs> I don't know. No, why. It's mm-hmm. like that, but it just it looks cool, and every album has to have something on the front. So, uh, even if it's just white or like Metallica black, you know, whatever. Uh, I I like it. It's just always one that's easy to look at, and uh, Bruce hasn't done the best job with album covers, but he's done a great job with the music, which is what's more important. So, it w- I just found it wasn't trying to be anything. It's not trying to be pretentious. It's not trying to be a you know a clone of a or a sub clone of a Iron Maiden or anything. It's just it's just what it is. Does let me ask Kirsty. Do you think this? Because to me this doesn't. You know, if he calls he calls it the grunge album of him. There's nothing grunge about the album cover either, is there? I wouldn't think. No, no. It's just it's just really chill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. What... Was he unhappy with this album afterwards? I'm not sure if I read something about that. After this had come out, maybe a oh, year. I would imagine he was very unhappy about how it was received, mm-hmm. and the way his yeah. career was going, more than anything. Yeah, he, mm. he said that he he thought he had recorded a great album with a great band, and I think he said that he said I should have had a platinum grunge. That should have been my platinum grunge album, or something along those lines. And I'm paraphrasing what kind well, of what he said, but, but he really thought he had something here, and he was, and it was going to do a lot better than it did. Uh, you know, but you think about it, grunge started in like, you know, if you want to use that, like around 1991. So this is, this album came out in 96. I mean, grunge was almost, you know, the, the way it goes, grunge was almost dead at that point already. Cause you already had all that, you know, limp biscuit music coming and stuff like that. And yeah. So it was on the oh, way yeah. out changing. I didn't like it when that happened. Yeah. Me either. So, uh, so, uh, Percy, did you say your number one? I did not. What would you got at number one? Um, so nothing like your number one. I've got Tyranny of Souls. <laughs> I really like that. Um, and it's a little bit more colourful than the William Blake one, but it is um, yeah, it's an actual genuine work of art. Um, so you've got like a dog's head and bat wings, a face and a belly, um, on the actual original painting is kind of falling into a mouth full of bodies. Yeah. So I looked this up because I do really like it. Um, and it's a piece from the 1480s called Earthly Vanity and Divine Salvation. Oh, wow. And there's like six, six pictures. It's by Hans Mel- Memling. And there's pictures of death and heaven. And this one is hell. It says there's no redemption in hell. 
Hmm. But aside of that, um, before I picked which ones I liked the look of before I looked up any details about them. And that was the one I went for. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Matthew, that leaves you. What's your number one? Favorite? My num- What's my your number favorite one? Bruce Dickinson album cover that you love so much? My favorite that I just can't get enough of. <laughs> uh, I, just, I can't even get it yet. Uh, but I'll be able to, no doubt, rectify that soon enough. Uh, the Mandrake Project. I think this is probably the, the best looking cover he's had so far. Uh, at least a traditional looking album cover. I don't mind the mismatch of fonts, and I've read about the two different styles of font that um, there's Greek, and I, for the life of me, I can't think of what the other one is, the other type that he's using within this. Uh, but uh, yeah, the black background with the the motif up front, I think it looks pretty decent. I think it's good. Uh, is it the best album cover I've ever seen? No, but is it the best Bruce one I've seen? Probably. <laughs> so yeah, I think it just stands out nicely up front and forwards. Yeah. So yeah, good enough. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And with that, though, I know we're all excited to hear it. So we're all looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, there'll be more on that later. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Bye.